Welcome back to Podcast 86 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at The Oddsbreakers. Follow us on social media slash The Oddsbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by this season. For the best sports contests in all the land, please visit www.thesn.com slash OB. Play for thousands of dollars with thousands of people across the world. If you'd like to support The Oddsbreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theosbreakers.com, click shop, become a member, pick any for winning cappers to get their premium plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. And if nothing else, please visit theosbreakers and become a free picks and telegram subscriber. Here we are, my friends, college football week 12. And we are separating this podcast from the NFL because we have two wonderful guests today. Tony George is coming on to break down college football some big games coming up this weekend maybe even a little bit of a rivalry game going on between tony and i and nfl's got its own big slate as well and tomorrow brady cannon is going to come on to talk a little nfl and that's going to be at 12 p.m pacific 3 p.m eastern time if you want to follow along on our youtube channel happy to hear from you or just to have you watch before the podcast comes out as well before we get into that, basketball's off to a nice start for us at the Odds Breakers. We have packages available. Basketball24 is the promo code. 100 bucks off any basketball package from any of our basketball handicappers, whether it be NBA, college basketball. Either way, we have you covered here at theoddsbreakers.com. And if you obviously like to do monthly with any of us, you get all of our plays that we make at the time that we are making them. So please check out theoddsbreakers.com for more information on that. Before Tony comes on, obviously some uh, NFL shaking up. Uh, Deshaun Watson is now being on IR and done for the season because he's gotten getting shoulder surgery. I didn't even know that his shoulder was that messed up, but clearly... There's a break in it, and I wonder, was this going on all year? I mean, it must have been because that's why he was out for a while, but then he plays a full game, hurts his ankle, and now it's coming back on the shoulder that something is broke. I mean, what did you guys not see before about that? So I'm a little bit confused about that, and when that actually happened, I guess I have to assume it re-aggravated and broke last game, but who knows? Uh, either way... I thought it was going to be P.J. Walker coming in, but they're instead going with DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, their draft pick from UCLA to start the uh, next game against the Steelers. And I find it very strange because when everyone thought it was P.J. Walker, the line went from four to two, kind of two and a halfy in some spots, and then all the, all the way down to pick them and plus one in some books with DTR. So apparently DTR is a massive downgrade from Deshaun Watson. And it's not just four points because it's going past the three, the most common number in football. It's a substantial downgrade for for, uh, the Cleveland Browns. But what I will say is I think the whole strategy should stay the same when they play the, when playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are terrible against the run. They lost both their linebackers, you know, 
I think this is a, a great way to kind of get forward and Kareem Hunt going if you're Cleveland because Quan Alexander from Pittsburgh just went out. So uh, not only is he out, Cole Holcomb went out the last game. You know, so they are kind of down to the scrubs for their linebacker positions in the middle. And that is very concerning if you're a Steelers fan, uh, especially because they weren't the best defense coming into this week. And now uh, some serious weakness at left inside linebacker and right inside linebacker, you know, Uh, found that interesting. Uh, Keep in mind, they're a little bit banged up with Adams questionable at nose tackle as well as uh, Wren being on IR. They still have Keanu Benton, which is very good. But uh, I, I could see some struggles for the Steelers in the middle of the field as well as trying to stop Ford and Kareem Hunt. All right, well, that's enough of the NFL because this one, this show, we are going to be concentrating just on college football. And it's time to bring on our wonderful guest, Mr. Tony George from Doc Sports. Now I'm very excited to bring back a man who has a great taste for capping college football as well as bourbon and sevens. You've heard him on many radio shows and sports podcasts all over the nation. Happy to welcome back Mr. Tony George from DocSports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at TGeorgeSports. Tony, here we are, my man. It's uh, coming into the holidays here. I I hear it's a little busy in Vegas right now. What's going on? Well, we got that F1 race here. Got the whole city shut down. They've been working on the strip, (laughs) repaving all the streets. It's an absolute, it's been a nightmare for locals. You know, just yeah. it just it's snarling traffic, and you know this happens to be a weekend that I've got people in town and things going on and podcasts downtown, all this crap, and it's just a, it's about three hundred thousand people flying in for this thing, and it's just been crazy. I don't I don't quite get it. You know, F one is not, um, you know, an American sport, so to speak. You know, so we got all the we got all this Euro trash in town. I got to deal with this week, so. Hopefully, uh, and no offense if you're buying football plays for me and you're from Europe, but you know, at the end of the day, it's driving me crazy. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't see how it benefits the city. They spent like three hundred million dollars getting ready for this thing. They had to, they had to dig up all the pavement on the streets. I mean, excavate all the asphalt off the street and lay down a special asphalt just for the race tires. And then when the race is over, they're going to dig it all back up again. I, I I don't understand where the money came from. I don't understand what it's for. I don't understand why it has to be Vegas if they're blocking everything off right away. And I would hate to be somebody down there just trying to have a weekend or something, not caring yeah. about F1 and just dealing with all those blockades. But, man, we can go on. We can do a whole oh. podcast about that, my friend. But yeah. I'm sorry you're going through it. But uh, you, stay, uh, <laughs> you, you stay away from that this weekend, my friend. But either way, we got college football coming on. And uh, you know we love that. Uh, but we but we have the bourbon and sevens right there, here. Well, well, there you go. Already starting. We have I love the bourbon it. and seven. Come on. It, it it's we're a, good. It's afternoon. We're just, we're fine. We're absolutely golden. That's right there, you go. It's happy hour on the Odds Breakers podcast today. It's always happy hour, by my friend. And we're gonna get right into a couple good questions because you don't have a ton of time, so I want to get through. But I always ask my guests. I'm curious about what value, you know, we can find some value. You know, sometimes you catch some teams on the spin up, you know. I mean, you, there's a couple of them recently, you know, like uh, 
San Jose State, you know, people caught them on their way up, you know, and then there's some that are on their way down. Give me three teams that are trending up in college football that could have some value. No, I think we're going to talk about one today, UNLV. You just mentioned San Jose State, Mountain West Conference. You know, Mountain West, one of my babies. I love the Mountain West. I love me some Mountain West football, and I love me some Mountain West basketball, mm-hmm. one of my specialty conferences. And I think UNLV, we're going to talk about them in Air Force here. And uh, on the other side of the coin, there's one that's trending down in the same game. You know, there's – Air, Air Force. Force is trending down. Well, that that, yeah. was, that that was definitely uh one of mine trending down as well. And there's yeah. and there's reasons for that. And I'm I'm real excited that you picked that game because I do have a play on it as well. And I'm excited. Another one I another one I think you want to keep an eye out for trending up is Missouri. They're, Missouri is playing football right now. Look what they did to Tennessee. I know they're laying eleven and a half this week to Florida. But what the hell's Florida got? They're on the road up there, it's gonna be freezing. Up there in Columbia, the Tigers are all fired up. They got a great guy from Appalachian State has stepped in there and done a great job. Um, They're not out of the mix in the SEC, so they're trending up. Uh, Another team I think that I've been keeping an eye on that's been playing good balls, Georgia Tech, and they're playing Syracuse this weekend. They might pull out a can of whoop-ass on Syracuse because Syracuse's offense is anemic. Syracuse's offense could – they could step in and play for the Giants right now, and you couldn't tell the difference. Well, that, that's where their quarterback's from, yeah. <laughs> DeVito. <Exactly. laughs> then he, play, he played one year at Illinois, but yeah, man, yeah. Uh, that, that's true. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, UNLV has been just undervalued all year, and same with Missouri, and, and, we, and we don't even know the ceiling on them yet. So I find that funny. Uh, it's like they keep covering spreads, and they keep proving people wrong. So I, I find that amazing for these teams and uh, they're very good selections because I'm not sure if they found their peak yet. And that's the problem where, where is the peak? And where's the, where's the Valley too? You got to say about some of these teams, because I picked uh, Arkansas state. Nobody's talking about them. They won their uh, two of their last three games and covered against a very good team last week. Um, Arkansas state. I don't like Jones. I don't love the coach, but I'm telling you, uh, you know, they beat both Louisiana's the Monroe, the Lafayette, and then they covered against South Alabama, so give them some credit, you know. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I, they I, were uh, uh, the Red Wolves. They were one of the lowest bottom-rated, power-rated teams in college football to start the season. They were going to be everybody's whipping boy. Yeah, and guess what? You're right. They have came out. They have risen from the ashes, even in losses. They've competed. Oh, for sure, I agree. Uh, another one's UCF. You know, I mean UCF. Yeah, yeah they're they've been screwing up spreads based on turnovers but their yards per play is over one for a margin Uh, you know i'm kind of looking at that one this weekend uh against texas tech i haven't fired on it or anything but i find that an interesting dog position for ufc uh or ucf and then uh i pick coastal carolina they they got their heads out of their asses and they're playing really well too so uh, yeah so those are you know trending up trending down to duke Duke's loss without their quarterback. We don't know what's going on. And even if he plays more, he's still injured and they're a mess. Georgia Southern's been dropping their games and trying not to be. Oh, the, man. They're trying not to be the uh, Sun Belt uh, East uh, showing up. You know, they're, they're, they don't they don't want it. Apparently, they don't want to get in the championship game. And then Florida Atlantic. No. Florida Atlantic. What the hell is going on with them? They're, they're kind of trending down lately, too. Uh, you know, Florida, yeah. Florida Atlantic, I, you know, I, I, I would have thought they would have kept, you know, going on. And uh, they're just dropping games that they shouldn't. 
Uh, and I just feel like they might have given up on the season. I had Georgia Southern last week against Art against uh, Marshall. Yeah, how did they lose to Marshall? Marshall's a bad team this year. Shocking, two and a half points. I mean, I just I had a I had a shitty Saturday last week. Hey, look, I I tell like it is. I did too. I I, I sucked. I think a lot of us did. A lot of us did last week. Yeah, I just I, I stunk it up, and and but I was real confident with that. I had a four-unit position on them, you know, for my clients and personally. And I just – I was shocked at the way they played that game. I mean, they just – you know, and some of these teams, you know, it's Jekyll and Hyde from week to week. And the, the teams that are remaining consistent are the teams you want to bet on, mm-hmm. you know, and the ones that are inconsistent. But you know you you know they have it in them, but you want – I'm not willing to bet my money anymore thinking they're going to go ahead and pull their head out of their ass. No, I'm just going to stay with the teams that have been consistent. Oh, for sure. I, I think that's what you want to do. You know, put your money where you can see uh, not a big variance between blowing out teams and getting blown out and right. re- all that weird stuff you, you get in the MAC. You know, you get that crap in the MAC. Like Toledo's never been consistent. Look what happens. They 10 point favorite on the road, they lose to Bowling Green outright by double digits you know there's they're they've always been an inconsistent team and so that that was a trap spot for them i felt but that's what you got to look out for you know let's get on the consistent teams here at the end but we have a big slate coming up in college football uh some fun games to talk about here and uh let's get right into it um i picked uh three you pick three and we can do some hodgepodge if time at the end but we'll start with san diego state for san jose state uh san jose state's a massive favorite 14 and a half total 49 and a half now i didn't include them in their teams trending up because they already trended up look they're laying 14 and a half against san diego state what the hell happened to this program man uh you know brady hoke what is going on over there they have just been the worst form of the as uh the aggies that i've seen in years right so yeah it's blowing my mind how bad they are in football they also dropped one of the byu in basketball but that's a whole nother story we'll talk about college basketball later in the season but uh i think this is interesting because san jose state's been scoring and san diego state's down in the dumps and that's why you see this big spread but the reason why i think they haven't quit um, is because I did see them come back a little bit against Colorado State. They caught, they backdoored that thing. Uh, they outscored Colorado State 19-7 to in the second half. So I did see some uh, effort there. And when I see effort in the second half, I can kind of look for that in the second game. Now, the spread is larger than what I have, but I think I like the total a little bit more. I know both teams play a little slower, uh, but when San Diego State's defense ranks 127th in success rate, a 25th in allowing explosive plays. It doesn't matter how slow they play. Points are going to be scored here. San Jose State scored 35 or more points over their last four games in the Mountain West. 35 or more. I think they can get in the 40s against this horrible San Diego State defense, but I think San Diego State's going to score 10 to 20 points. I think this total's too low at 49.5. I think it's been way underbought. Uh, I also think that San Diego State... Uh, has a little something to play for being that you know same state a little bit of a rivalry going on right there and I still think that the Spartans defense San Jose State is still a little suspect giving up over 26 points per game allowing 5.5 yards per play I take the over 49 and a half my friend well they almost put that up against Fresno State last week San Jose State did alone yeah that was that was an eyebrow raising score too it was. I, I was on Fresno, and I lost. That was one of my losses last week. I, oh man, I I, 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 I saw that, and I, and I follow the Mountain West. So I thought, actually, I thought that was too close to call. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think I really so. did. I, I thought it was too close to call. I, I, I just saw it, and then I saw that score, and I'm like, "What the hell?" You know, uh, I'll guarantee you. Who, who, of course, you know Rocky Long's four or five years removed from San Diego State, but they hung their hat on defense for two decades. Yeah, and now they now they suck. They're one of the worst so, defenses in college football right now. I mean, ridiculous. It's it's it. I I, I mean, it's it's shocking, actually. Yeah, you know. And uh, I, I, no, I, I, I would agree with you on that one, buddy. Yeah, the only team that they held to single digits was Nevada. <laughs> They're the worst team in the Mountain West. Yeah, yeah, they, they have to be the worst team in the Mountain. West. I don't know if they beat Hawaii, but um, uh, they know they lost Hawaii by double digits. Yeah, they are definitely the worst team I think in the Mountain West, and they lost six to nothing that game. But let's move on to another Mountain West game because that's been the trend for us. We love the Mountain West coming in here and. Uh, UNLV, a team that you said trended up against Air Force, a team that's trending down. I'll let you get started with this one. Yeah, well, you know, the bottom line is one of the best hires in college football in the last year has been Barry Odom. No one's talking about it at mm -hmm. UNLV. This guy could be up for coach of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, look what he's done. UNLV, UNLV couldn't get a lap dance to Spearmint Rhino with a fistful of hunters. <laughs> You know, the, these, guys, these guys were terrible. Terrible. And now look at them. They're 8-2 straight up and 9-1 and against the spread. Yeah. You know, and they should have beat Fresno State. Best spread uh, record in football, I believe. Best spread record in yeah. football, you know. Yeah, and, and they're going to cover another one. The last two weeks, UNLV has put up 90 points. The last two weeks, Air Force has put up 16 Come on, be serious. They're laying three and a half here. Uh, and plus, uh, Larry or for Air Force, doubtful he's going to play. Oh, that's and that's, that's, that's the key thing. It's, it's Zach Larry yeah. being out. He was hurt last week again. He was banged up from yeah. October. And then you lose. Yeah. The, they're so lost that they lost to freaking Hawaii. How much does yeah. that change? Now they, but they do at least have a week to prep the other guy. But the other guy is not that good. I can see them no. turn over the ball. But here's the cue about: well, I'm taking UNLV too. I'm sure that's where you're getting yeah. at. Plus oh, three, yeah, hell yeah. I, I took him at plus four. I like him at plus three. I like him to win this game outright on the money line. UNLV is good against the run. They only allow three point seven rushing yards per attempt. So they have time to prep against the option. They've seen it last year. They get they did get blown out. A little bit of a revenge spot now. Yeah, UNLV is going to – I think they're going to win this game, especially with the uh, Air Force's big woes here. Dropping two games. They are completely uh, suspect right now coming into the Mountain West Championship. Yeah, you know, and I'll tell you, Barry Odom, you know, he's old school. He played ball at Missouri. He uh, was defensive coordinator under Gary Pinkle there. Then he got the head job. Now Missouri's not bitching because they fired him because they got a good coach now. Look what Missouri's doing. I mean, Missouri's just beating the hell out of people, you know. So uh, Missouri's happy, but I'll guarantee you right now, people people out here in Las Vegas, they're happy. They're happy with Barry Odom. He's he's putting butts in seats. People are excited about this program. Uh, Maliava, um, good quarterback, game manager. He's got pedestrian numbers. You know, he's eleven touchdown passes, only four picks, a little over two thousand yards, but. Barry Odom brought a – he reminds me of Whittingham at Utah. He brought physical football like what Boise State has done, why Boise State's been so successful, physical football. 
We're going to get physical on defense, and we're going to pound the rock. The old two basics, like old Big Ten-style football, and he's brought that to the Mountain West. He's brought it to UNLV, and he's got a lot of speed on his team too, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, I think they're going to be okay to cover the type of offense that Air Force runs, especially uh, with uh, Larry out, or if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. Give me UNLV here. 100%. Love them. Yep, me too. We're on the same boat there. Go yep. Rebs, my friend. All right, let's move right. on to the next game. And I picked a big one here, uh, Georgia. You know, Georgia has been just rocking it lately, and they're playing uh, at Tennessee now. Yeah. I think it's obvious that their toughest game was Missouri, but that was at home. So their toughest yeah. road game is um, – I would I would say this is their toughest road game against Tennessee because that's how easy their schedule was this year, you know. Yeah, um, yeah Knoxville's tough to play in. It is, and uh, the the dogs point nine seven whatever one net yard per advantage uh, per play advantage over the Vols this week. You know, it, it makes the spread look a little bit large, but there, there's a couple processes going on here. If you're looking at the stats for the whole year, Tony, I think that you would think that uh, it should be a little bit lower. But if you look at recency, like the last three games or something, you would think that you know Georgia should be fourteen points favorite. So it's kind of stuck in the middle here, in, in this right. situation. Um, I mean, one thing that's weird about Georgia this year they they haven't covered well on the road. Um, they only had two two real road games this year, and they didn't cover either. One was named Vanderbilt too. So that makes yeah. me wonder a little bit about Munkin being gone and them with Beck, you know, rather than the quarterbacks that they had in the past, obviously. Um, I, Brock Bowers is back, and everybody's talking about that. You have to think they're going to get up for this game because they've had it circled. But, man, I almost think Josh Heupel can dig something up here. And I'm not going to bet on the full game spread, but I'm going to consider maybe Tennessee first quarter or something. Um I think that Heupel can kind of draw something up for them to score right away and maybe be competitive in the first quarter or the first half. I have to look yeah. at I have to look at what the number here is for the first quarter. I don't think the oh yeah, quarters are up here. Um so, you know, it's usually a lot lower in these situations. Uh, yeah, Tennessee's a dog by plus two and a half for the first quarter, you know. So they uh, you hope for a tie in the first quarter here. Um, but I'm gonna consider that. I'm not saying I'm playing it anything on this game, jo- Tony. Uh, you know, I thought the number would be higher, which tell, gives you an indication of what odds makers think about Georgia. As bad as Tennessee looked last week, the public perception is just fade the piss out of them against the number one team in the country because they're just going to get their butts handed to them. And yet the number is only 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. That, that's, to me, is the odds makers are tipping their hand a little bit. Heupel's going to throw the kitchen sink at them. They got nothing to lose now. They're out of the SEC title game now after that loss last week. There's no chance they can get in. So they're going to they're going to play loose. They're going to go for broke. And I just keep hearkening back to you talked about uh, road games. Uh, not only did they struggle against Vanderbilt, Auburn should have beat Georgia. Yeah, they played them down there. They suck. They won. They be Auburn is, is terrible. And they beat them 27 to 20 on the road. Mm. If I had a gun to my head and they said, pick this game, I'd take Tennessee plus 10 and a half. Yeah, I, I understand that. And um, 
there's just so many situations. Now, Georgia has covered five of the last six matchups, but it hasn't been hypo that, that there that long. They're not playing and, anybody. Yeah. They're not playing anybody. I meant Tennessee matchups is what I meant. But Oh, I, that, oh but. I thought you meant Georgia. I mean, I, I don't see them. They've had the easy – they've had – such an easy schedule. It's right. Uh, uh, speaking, uh, and I guess since we're on SEC discussion, teams that we left that you and I both left out, shame on us for teams are on the rise. Auburn. Alabama's on the rise. They're yeah. playing as good as anybody in the country right now. Alabama and Auburn are. And hopefully that makes a little bit more yeah. of an exciting Iron Bowl coming up next weekend. Um, so I'm excited for yeah. that. But no, this is, you know, I, I, I can't fade Georgia for the full game. I can just, see them getting it together at the end. But I just think that Tennessee could come out firing here and uh, maybe a first quarter or first half number is okay yeah. on them. So I'm, I'm thinking – They'll be catching around five and a half, six at halftime. It's five and a half now. Half. Yeah, it's five and a half yeah. right now. So I think yeah, – You that, might get – if you want to bet that, I'll guarantee you by Saturday, we're taping this on Wednesday. By Saturday, this line's going to be off ten and a half and up to 11. Oh, yeah. Maybe 11 and a half. I'm not and betting this right that away. First half line, if you get that first half line around six – Six and a half. That's um, that's key number. I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see Tennessee just come out. Well, they're going to come out with their ears pinned back. It's whether their quarterback can perform or not. That's I'm just he just you, you don't know what you're going to get with Tennessee's quarterback. It seems like from game to game, one hundred percent. You're not, and uh, I I think that Milton would be is just much better home than he is on the road. And I, and yeah, on the road you can't touch him, but um, at home yeah. is pretty well, good. In Missouri. Knoxville's worth Knoxville's worth full three points. At least. 3.25 I have. So yeah, I like Knoxville. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Pac-12 a little bit here. Oh man, there's some really good Pac-12 games going on. Um Washington versus Oregon wow. State. That is amazing. Yeah. Oregon State's minus two and a half now. It, man, that thing has been climbing. Um yeah. uh, you know, I'll check my Bet Fred odds screen and uh, I, I think it's about two, two and a half. Do you have anything on this game? I, I have something on it. Well, we talked uh, we talked about it on uh, we have a show over at Docs on our YouTube channel called Gridiron Six Pack. I do every week. We do three college and three pro games, and and Griff Murphy he liked uh, Oregon State in this game. He put them out as a freebie here. Um, I and he uh, well he liked them, but he liked the under in this game. The way Oregon State's been playing defense lately, uh, I'd probably lean under that sixty three and a half. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon because the entire freaking universe is talking about how Oregon State's going to rail them in there in Corvallis. And speaking of three-point home field advantage, Corvallis is three-point home field advantage for Oregon State. But I think Washington could argue that they're one of the best teams in the country too. So I don't want to buck them. I think they might go in there and beat them. If they go in there and beat Oregon State on Saturday night and you don't move in in front of Florida State, something's wrong with you. Well, that, because that, that, uh, they should have been in front of Florida State. Now the Pac-12 is nineteen and two yeah. in non-conference games. Yeah. That just shows you how much of a right. sham this whole four, right. fourteen exactly. fourteen playoff has been for a long time. But either way, that's, do, that's getting fixed. Thank goodness I, I next do, year. Yeah, I do think in this UCLA USC game, UCLA. Um, I, I like USC in this game. They've had a gauntlet of of tough games to play. USC. Achilles heel is their defense is just absolutely deplorable. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that Caleb Williams isn't playing at a Heisman level. It's that his defense is handing him a dog turd every series. You got to go out and score again now. 
You got to go out and score again now. You got to go out. They're falling forward for nine yards to carry. You know, we're giving up chunk plays at 30 to 40 yard chunk plays nonstop. You know, firing the defensive coordinator didn't help Jack Crap. You know, it's not going to. You know, Lincoln Riley's getting exposed. And, you know, this is what happens when you don't have talent on defense. They can't even tackle. So you, like, so you like UCLA, not USC? No, I don't. No, I don't. All that being said, UCLA, that quarterback is not adapted to their offense. You take, let's take two common opponents here Arizona, Arizona State. USC's 2 and 0 against them. UCLA's 0 and 2. In those two games against those two common opponents, you know what? UCLA managed 17 points. USC put up 90. I'm telling you right now, I like USC to come out here and take out a lot of frustration. And I think USC gets a solid home double digit win this weekend. All right. So. This is one I disagree on because of a couple quick things. Good. Steak and a beer. <laughs> we, we might have that on something later, my friend. Uh, UCLA played <laughs> Arizona in Arizona State when they were freaking red hot. USC played those teams in the beginning of the year. So um, I, I I think – and you well, I'll say Arizona was just in transition in October 7th for, for that, and Arizona kept up. I think that seven points is too much. Uh, now, I'm not saying UCLA is going to necessarily win it outright. I think it's going to be a one-score game, but you said it all right there. Their defense sucks. You know, what, what else yeah. are we going to look at? Here's the th with the, another thing I like about UCLA. There's rumors like Chip Kelly's going to get fired. What I do know about Chip Kelly is the teams usually like him. You know, the teams don't hate him, right? So when Chip mm -hmm. Kelly is on the hot seat, I think this is just a massive spot for this team to get their heads out of their rear ends. And they do have a quarterback playing in Ethan Garbers. I know the other two are banged up. But Ethan Garbers should be starting this game, and he's the one with the 68% completion percentage and uh, three touchdowns uh, or six touchdowns, three interceptions. He's the better quarterback out of the three. So I think they cover, but – they're six and a halfs if you like the UCLA part uh, or, the, or the USC part. So so we'll we'll have slight disagreement on that, but there is six and a halfs and seven on this. So I think Arizona Arizona was up 17-0 on US. The USC game is when Arizona started playing ball. They were up 17-0. They still couldn't put them away, though. Yeah, it was, uh, it was at the very end. USC showed their championship team. This is before they were beaten. But they showed they were a championship team by coming back in that game and posting a number against them and and winning the ball game. Clearly, you have uh, the better quarterback. I mean, the guy's got a freaking Heisman Trophy for crying out loud, sitting on his mantle. You know, you got a better quarterback in USC. I I, I don't see good. I don't see good quarterback play out of UCLA. I just think that I think USC. I, I think this will be their best game in the last five weeks. All right. Well, here you go. They lost four of the last five. Um, I, Cal was a nail biter. They probably should have lost that game a little yep. against Cal. I mean, this is their home run spot. But are, are the players going to play for Caleb Williams? Do they care about him? He's the one that's going to be a hundred millionaire while they're sitting there, probably not getting drafted. So I, you know, right, it, right. It, this is you know he's sitting there acting up a little bit and saying weird stuff. I. I'm on UCLA for sure on this one. But here's the thing okay. about Oregon State. I did I took Oregon State early in the week and it was plus one and a half. I, I still say the money line's good for now at minus one thirty five. Don't pay over minus one forty. 
Um, yeah. I think that the problem with this game, and I want no, I want Washington to win as a fan. I want the most chaos possible for this fourteen playoff. I want each sure SEC. I. I, I want undefeated Florida State, undefeated Michigan or Ohio State, undefeated Washington, or maybe one win Oregon. But I'd rather have undefeated Washington because that's three undefeated teams. You had the SEC with uh, a couple uh, losses. That would be absolute pure chaos there. Um, but in my opinion, I think that. This is just a really tough situation for Washington because Oregon State has the second best rushing offense and success rate in the nation, and Washington's defense ranks 131st in success rate against the run. Number two, Washington ranks third in passing success rate, but the Oregon State's decent against the pass. 36 in defense success rate. They got some good secondary there, so that's where they can maybe they need to get two or three stops this game. If they can get two stops this game, they should be able to run all over Washington in 50 degrees, possible rain. It screams Oregon State here, and it's just such a bad spot for Washington. They've been just. 100% all year. I think that Oregon State does get the win. I don't want that to happen, but that's where I put my money on, Tony. Yeah, I think it I think it screams under with the weather and a lot of running involved too. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I would certainly look at the under uh, in this situation yeah. as well. Um now for the biggest game of the week, my friend. Uh we're all the all, all the years going to go for you and I. Wisconsin, oh my friend, is hosting oh Nebraska. I wrote five. Dude, I have shit. I had my Nebraska hat sitting out. Now it's gone. I was going to put it on for this play. Were you, Damn it. Were you, okay. Well, you know the good news <laughs> is that uh, you're you're probably. You're, I mean, if you look at the trends, it's not looking good for Nebraska from a winning standpoint. Now they have covered, Tony. They have covered, my friend. But I have something for this game too. It's this shirt. The right when they joined the Big Ten. Uh, as you see right here, it's Bucky's first annual corn roast uh, in November first, two thousand eleven. I bought this shirt okay. before I went to the game, and oh, uh, and and, and uh, we we roasted some corn that day, my friend. We roasted a lot of corn because we destroyed Nebraska. Now, ever since then, the Badgers won every single game except for the very next one. I, I think they're like eight and zero run against nebraska okay now yeah i can't find my nebraska hat i'm pissed off i uh, don't worry about it don't worry <laughs> about it we, we know your we know where your heart is but yeah. i wouldn't recommend anybody but you and i to watch this game first of all because these freaking yeah. teams are underachieving pathetic losers and they're both oh. on brand new coaches and the badgers getting their asses kicked 24 to 10 it was 24 to 3 the whole game against Northwestern as a double-digit favorite is just freaking despicable. You know, I mean, but Nebraska's been leaking oil all over the uh, year themselves. Uh, losing at home to Maryland, their quarterback situation oh. is pure hell. It's like a competition oh. to find out who's oh. throwing the most interceptions with Heinrich Harburg, and now Harburg's banged up. Is a Sims going to play today? I don't know. I'm guessing Sims. Maybe you know more than me about this, but some of the scats, stats, though, what I will say, and this is why this spread is past three, Tony. They're skewed because Wisconsin played three and a half games with a backup quarterback freshman, uh, a redshirt freshman in, in uh, Locke, and without their top running backs. Now, they got Braylon Allen back last week, and he didn't look great, but they got him back, and they got Tanner Mordecai back. Just based on that, I can see them scoring 
when Nebraska can't score in a very ruckus Camp Randall Stadium. And with the injuries to Nebraska's quarterback and really all over the team, I think Wisconsin wins by seven, man. Uh, I took the minus four and a half for Wisconsin. Uh, I'm, I, that's what I would recommend playing in this situation. Wisconsin keeps roasting that corn in Camp Randall. Well, I'm going to bet you a steak and a beer. Right. I'll take Nebraska to four and a half, but that's not my pick. <laughs> uh, first, You're on, my friend. First, You're on. First of all, first of all, and by the way, I bought you drinks because I was in Phoenix two weeks ago. So just so you know, you know <laughs> so you're going to have to not only steak and a beer, it's going to be a steak in three or four. Look, look, look I, that, that, that is no problem. I have no problem paying that back. But what's even sweeter is uh, that steak, I want a ribeye, bone-in ribeye, you know? Yeah. Tomahawk style, all right? There you go. Right, Barry's Prime, right there at Circuit. You got it, buddy. But here's my – come here. Come here. Looky here. We're live. (laughs) I am. I'm picking the underdog. This is the underdog (laughs) right here, baby. That's a good. That's a good looking dog. What are you doing with Tony? Yeah, well, Jesus, he's a pain in the ass. But (laughs) at the end of the at the end of the day, here uh, I like the under thirty six and a half. I mean, what's Nebraska going to do? How are they going to score? Their Nebraska's offense is a hundred and sixteenth out of a hundred and thirty three teams in yards produced. They are a hundred and twenty ninth out of a hundred and thirty three teams in passing yards, and they're the number one team in college football at fumbling the damn ball. We give the ball away more than a, anybody could. That offense is going down faster than a fat kid on a seesaw and i'll tell you what but here's here's the strength they're number 17th on defense in yards allowed and number four in yards allowed per play and last time i checked your beloved badgers are not that good on offense buddy that's and my biggest fear in, is them stopping the run because they're just amazing if nebraska does one damn good thing it is stopping uh, the run and somewhat the pass as well. I mean, it yeah. did show against Michigan, but that's Michigan. You know, I think that Nebraska can sh- slow this down. That's why I kind of like your underplay as well. You know, I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you can make a total low enough for this game, you know, and uh, Wisconsin's not going to exactly make it easy. I'm thinking this could be a 13-6 to six type game myself. Oh, it, it, 13-10. I, because I'm I'm covering out four and a half when I say that. <laughs> if Nebraska if Nebraska had 14 points in this game, I literally would be shocked. Especially with and they're talking about putting uh, Purdy in there. You know, Purdy, the quarterback for uh, uh, San Francisco, Chubba Purdy, his brother. He's third string. There, he's getting a lot of snaps in practice. And Link is what I hear right now. Yeah, you know, because Sims, this guy, he hadn't seen a game in five weeks because he turned it over nine times in seven quarters. The first two games, mm-hmm. and you know what he did? The second he touched the ball, he turned it over. His third play, he fumbled it. I thought he'd be way better from Georgia Tech, and he wasn't. Oh, he just has been an absolute bust. This guy, he's just, he he's a human. He makes Adrian Martinez, we have, look like an amateur when it comes to turning the ball over. That's how bad he is. 
you're better off with Chubb in there because he could take off and run it too. Well, um, so well, I'll tell I, you this: per, I don't think two, it matters against Wisconsin's got our number. But I'll tell you one thing: one thing you son of a bitches have done to us since we joined the Big Ten is jam that ball down our throat. You had running backs setting records at home against Nebraska, in three hundred and some yards. I can't remember the guy's name. But tell you what, you're not going to do that this year was, against this defense. It was more Melvin Gordon, 426 yards in three quarters. Okay, yeah. Thanks for reminding. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a. I don't give a shit whether I win or lose. You're still buying. I think Taylor <laughs> might have that up. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, here we are. And, and, and this number is kind of a never, never land between the three and the six. Anyway, you got four and a half. Yeah. Who's going to be closer? I mean, the the low total certainly points to your direction, but this is going to be a fun one, and yeah. I'll enjoy buying this stake if I if I certainly uh, lose this one. So let's go to a quick recap here. Uh, I'm taking the over in San Jose State, San Diego State, 49 and a half, two and a half stars. Both of us are taking UNLV plus the three, at least two stars on that baby, probably three. Uh, yeah. Uh, nothing on Georgia, Tennessee for sure. Washington, Oregon State. I'm on the money line for Oregon State for two and a half stars. We, we have disagreement on UCLA, U, U, USC. Uh, whatever you guys decide, maybe stay off the game. Or if you find a six and a half, if you like USC, find the seven. If you like UCLA, it's around there. And then in Nebraska, Wisconsin is going to be our little fun bet here. I like Wisconsin as a play, but hey, you know, uh, the under isn't a bad look either. So that's where Tony's going yeah. with the under, my friend. We have a couple quick minutes here, but do you have anything for the NFL early this week or are you still figuring that out? You know what? I got my ass kicked in the NFL last week and I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing one pick and one pick only in the NFL. It's my game of the year this week. I have one a year and this is it. I've had this one circled for, oh, about a month. And the line came out right where I thought it was going to come out. I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, I had Detroit last week as a top play. How'd that work out? They pushed. I mean, they couldn't play an an ounce of defense. Yeah, that uh, was I a thought. problem. The money line was good on that. But, yeah. the, uh, you know, the early line is good on that. But the late line that you have to give out on a Sunday is tough, you know, because it's already yeah. moved. Teasers do yeah, well, but though. you know that's what we're gonna, that's what we're going to do in the NFL. Just pick one game, and then I got to worry about these boys on Monday night. That's a big one. Kansas City um, Chiefs. Yeah, you're yeah. a big Chiefs fan, and uh, that's yeah. going to be interesting. I don't think you have to worry about them. You beat them in the Super Bowl. You're the Super Bowl champs. You shouldn't have to worry about anything for a while. It doesn't matter. Just make the yeah. playoffs. You know, who cares about this game? As a matter of fact, I won't. I won't stress too much energy on this one. If uh, um, if, if I, I could I, help I, it, we were. Talk and just here closing out, we were talking about teams trending downward. I've been saying this since week one. I started saying it, preaching it from the top of the mountain in week three, and I'm screaming it from the top of the mountain in week 10. The Buffalo Bills are an average team with an average quarterback. And if you're putting any more stock in them than that, you're out of your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a. Uh... He's a, a, a gun-slinging, high-variant quarterback. He's either going to lose you the game completely favored by eight or he's going to blow somebody away. It, it's just how is, how is that just in-your-face style going to work? And right now people are kind of spying him and not letting him as run as much. He's a little fat and happy with the money he's paid. Uh, he's, you know, he, it, now, now you can see the money not going towards the defense and, and how that's been working out for them pretty bad. 
Uh, Denver did everything possible to lose that game, even being a plus four in the turnover margin, and Buffalo still yeah. choked it up at the end with uh, the the shortened pass interference, which is a, you know, the best play in football is to underthrow your receiver so you can draw the flag. Unfortunately, that's so like I'm that so I'm trying to figure out how you fight. I'm trying to figure out why the hell you fire your offensive coordinator when you can't stop anybody because yeah. your defense is injury riddled. It's it's embarrassing. It's that you know the head coach should be able to. You get rid of Dayball and you're blaming your offensive court. Josh Allen got him fired from him being so erratic and the fact that your defense can't bail you out no more. You know that's what happened. Matt Milano being injured. It's just a mess. They are missing the playoffs too. And uh, Vegas Vegas has them at like minus two fifty to miss the playoffs. And their schedule is absolutely brutal this year. If I was if I was them, you're better off finishing last and getting like a good schedule next year and a good decent draft pick rather than freaking you know missing the playoffs by one. You know I. I know people don't think like that, but that's how the NFL is built. It's built. I got a five. I got a five hundred dollar ticket on futures bet for Miami to win that division. I'm feeling really you, good you about sh- that. You better be feeling good about that because they are <laughs> going to probably win that division, my friend. But hey, Tony, uh, I know you. I have a lot to do today. I really appreciate the time you came on, my man. I had such a good time when you came down here. Was that last week? The week before? Something like that. I think. It was- uh, well, it was last uh, right week. There, uh, last game of the World Series. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, about a, two weeks ago. So, um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, we'll do that again, and um, I'll be looking you up, like I always do when I come visit my friend. But uh, for a yeah. steak, we'll go, and a, for a we'll go kill him in blackjack again over at the OL Cortez. That was fun. That was a nice, quick <laughs> score that we had there. But yes, it we, was. we'll have to visit that. Yeah, we are visiting that place, but we're also getting a good steak. And uh, whoever it's on, it don't matter. I can't wait to do it. Where could our listeners get your great information and plays? Well, DocSports.com. Just get over to DocSports. Uh, also, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, you just follow me at, at, on Twitter. It's everything you need to know. And, it, you know, I'm one of those 100% transparent guys. So, at T. George Sports, it's right here on this uh, screen here, just on Twitter or on YouTube. Just type in DocSports on there. And, of course, you can find me at DocSports.com any day of the week. Any day of the week, my friend. Make sure you guys check out check out Tony George. Tony will be texting for sure on Saturday. Best of luck, my friend. All right, thanks. Now it is time for the sharp side of the force. Sharp side of the force is brought to you by Betfred Sports. For two hundred fifty bucks worth of free bets, please visit Betfred. Use the promo code The Odds Breakers. All right, sharp money as of Wednesday at two p.m. Pacific College. Pittsburgh, minus one to minus three hosting Boston College. 71% of the tickets and 88% of the money. UTSA, minus 14 to minus 16 hosting South Florida. 38% of the tickets and 90% of the money. Oklahoma from minus 22, minus 24 at BYU. 66% of the tickets and 91% of the money. East Carolina, plus four down to plus 2.5 at Navy. Uh, 35% of the tickets and 70% of the money. in NC State, plus three and a half to plus three at Virginia Tech. Actually, it's down to plus... Uh, one at Virginia Tech, my bad. Uh, 53% of the tickets and 99% of the money. Sharp totals, Rutgers versus Penn State, under 43.5 to 42. 54% of the tickets and 94% of the money. Duke versus Virginia, under 48.5 to 46.5. 20% of the tickets and 82% of the money. 
Florida versus Missouri, over 55.5 to 59.5, 67% of the tickets and 90% of the money. Hawaii versus Wyoming, over 44.5 to 46, 75% of the tickets and 99% of the money. And Purdue versus Northwestern, under 48.5 to 46.5, 88% of the tickets and 97% of the money. My friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Ozbreakers. We'll be back tomorrow talking NFL with Brady Cannon. Enjoy the rest of your week and go get some winners.